Hey there, Hoops fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, uh, with you. And uh, I'm not alone, of course. Uh, if we're talking about the NBA playoffs and we're talking about possibly a little bit of wagering on the NBA playoffs, I'm here with my uh, compatriot from across the pond, Adam Taylor. Hello, sir. What's up, man? I'm your um, compatriot that's not a patriot but wants to be a patriot. So it's a really weird way to what? explain it. Is the is the this is exactly what people want to hear? Is the of genesis course. of of compatriot from the is is it the same as the word patriot? Do they come from like is it is it, I always when I hear compatriot I just think of like a companion or a, a yeah me too I'm just making a point that if anybody's okay. listening wants to send me to America I'll happily <laughs> accept happily anyway uh, so in there you know. We are we are here, uh, of course, courtesy of uh, Odds Checker, the good folks at Odds Checker. Thank you um, to them for for letting us uh, come on here and talk a little bit of uh, general NBA basketball, which we which we like to do uh, from time to time. Um, Adam, as you could see, if you're if you are watching this, uh, is is really he's in mid season mid mid playoff mid postseason form. That's it with the Space Jam hat on. Yeah, um, loving it, dude. Are you so Adam? You obviously cover the Celtics. You guys are as we were, we should say we are recording this on Sunday morning. So um, the games that have been played on Sunday, or that by the time you're listening to this, will have been played on Sunday, um, have not happened yet. That would be New York, Atlanta, Game Four, Phoenix, LA Lakers, Game Four, um, Brooklyn, Boston, uh, Game Four, uh, Clippers, Clippers, Dallas, um, Game Four. Um, are you thinking that this is like a, a with the Brooklyn Boston series a situation like um, halftime of Space Jam, where the Monstars are dominating and it looks like there's no hope for Michael Jordan and his merry band of of cartoon characters and but but Boston is going to fight back with and Jason Tatum is going to extend his arm and so you see because you're using a Michael Jordan reference on Jason Tatum, I'm inclined to agree and say yes. <laughs> This is exactly what's happening right now. In reality, I kind of tweeted this out. Some people didn't really like how I worded things. But I think that if you look at the way that series has gone for Boston and how impactful the Celtics were in the first half of game one, and then the Nets kind of tweaked their rotations, played more Jeff Green at the five, and then they just went on a rampage. The spacing opened up, the way they the speed increased, and Brooklyn just played more fluidly. Game two. Jeff Green's there playing that small ball five roll again. They decimated everyone in front of them. Game three, no Jeff Green. Spacing's not there. Boston had their merry little way. So Jeff that, Green is the key. Yep, yeah, this is what I said. I said, Jeff Green, you can have your James Harden, your uh, Kyrie Irving, KD, but no Jeff Green means no victory. And uh, I, I just find it, obviously it doesn't work like that, but in a vacuum, that's kind of the narrative that I'm taking from it. Okay. So um no Jeff Green equals it's time for Michael Jordan to stretch that arm. It's a, That's it's the a, secret stuff in this in this series. No Jeff it, Green. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great uh, secret. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, some big picture stuff in a bit, but first we want to focus a little bit on the series that I cover, um, which is of course the Knicks uh, playing the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it's been an interesting series so far. I'm curious to get your impressions, Adam, because it's you know it's funny. This season has been, I mean, whatever adjective you want to use, magical, 
um, you know, uh, compare it to uh, a roller coaster ride where it's just nothing but it's it's all it's all good. There's no there's no bad. I don't know what what kind of a roller coaster would that be though? Because if you're just going up, that's not a very fun roller coaster. So there have been downs, but the downs have been fun. I don't know. Um, the the point is, it's been a great season. Uh, I think, you know, lo- nothing but positivity. And yet, now um, after uh, three games, and again, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, there's kind of this a uh, little bit more doom and gloom because uh, the Knicks have played incredibly poorly. Um, specifically, their offense haven't they have not been able to get their offense going, and their their uh, dare I say vaunted defense uh, has struggled to uh, contain uh, the uh, Trey Young uh, pick and roll. Um, and yet, uh, coming into game four, it's been a close series if you just look at the points scored. I mean, the teams have scored about the same amount of points. Obviously, the Hawks emerged with two victories. Um, I actually don't even know that regardless of what happens on Sunday in Atlanta, it changes things that much because of how close it has been and and how much, as they have all year, the Knicks have kind of battled. Um, I said before the series, I thought it was going seven games. I think almost regardless of what happens on Sunday, I still think it, this series has a good chance to go seven games. What's What's your perception of the series watching from afar? I'm curious to get your take. First of all, this has been one of my favorite series of the, of the, the playoffs so far. It's been far. fun. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah. I also agree it's going seven games. Just to get the odds in there straight away, that's a plus 175. So um, I think that that's probably good value. You're not going to really get much return off that, but it's the most likely outcome. I, I think agree. Derek Rose is a bad, bad man. <laughs> I, I do. Derek Rose is a bad he's man. A, he's a bad man. He's he's a bad been, man. He has been absolutely breathtaking for moments of games um just in his his shot his ability to create looks for him and others out of nowhere and when julius randall isn't really hitting his shots the way he, he's been struggling and i feel like randall's ability to score is what helps him in his playmaking because teams have to kind of you know if he's not hitting shots now you can just focus on clogging the passing lanes and dare him to keep shooting until he punishes you for that um you can't do that with Derek Rose. I think Derek Rose has been excellent. I also think he's good value to finish the, se- the series as the uh, point scoring leader. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's interesting because I think coming into the series, it was probably either Young or Randall. It was the, oh, yeah. obviously the odds on favorites. But and- now, if you look at it now, I think Derek Rose is what he's done like a 26. He had a 30 piece in the last game. He's he's and they can't stop him either. That's the thing. Yeah. They don't have anyone who could really and, and there's some serious value in that as well. Um yeah. in terms in terms of like uh in terms of betting odds, if I'm looking now, he's at the moment is at 150 to one. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, I mean that's pretty outstanding. Um yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, Rose has been great. They um they they would probably be down uh 3-0 if it wasn't if it wasn't actually no, they definitely would be down 3-0 if it wasn't for for Rose. Um yeah, I I don't I don't know, you know, it, it's it's Here's the thing about the Knicks. They've had so many moments this season where you're like, oh, this is the, it's going to end, right? This is where the good times are over. Um so that's why, you know, you you could sit here and and again re- regardless of what happens on Sunday I think you you, you like the the thing going seven games I I don't know that they're gonna win it I I hope that they're gonna win it I I picked them in seven games I'll stand by the pick seven games um, which I thought was good value if you were gonna place uh a, a, again a few bucks on the series how many games it's gonna go um 
but we'll we'll see. Let me ask you this. Looking at both of these teams, so uh, Philadelphia won on Saturday, uh, and and not only not only did the Philadelphia win on Saturday, they won in convincing fashion. They got out to a 32-14 lead, um, like less than eight minutes into the game in Washington um, against the Wizards team that knew that their series season was essentially going to be over if they lost that game. And Philly was like, no, we're just going to end your season right now. Um, they still they still have one more game to win. Um, would you give – where do you see the next round as far as – do you give the Knicks or the Hawks a puncher's – I don't even want to say to win against Philly because I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah. But a, a puncher's chance to take that series to – you know, to make it a series. I think that the issues with Atlanta's defense – and if you can't stop Derrick Rose, then no disrespect to Derrick Rose, but he isn't the Derrick Rose from no Chicago. But if you if you're struggling to stop a Derrick Rose pick and roll, how on earth are you going to stop a Ben Simmons, Dwayne Bead pick and roll? And that's going to be an issue for every team in the league. But I think that because of the the defense and the way that Tibbs has got you guys like prepared, you understand every assignment, every seam every pick and roll action that they're going to run. I think the Knicks would actually probably make it a better game. Obviously, Nerland's Noel is... Really? Yeah. I don't think Noel's prepared for Joel Embiid. I think Noel's going to be made to look like a baby. Listen, I'd love to get the opportunity to have the challenge. I would. I prefer Ch- Taj Gibson in that matchup myself. Yes, I think um, you prefer anybody other than... I think Noel's been fantastic for you as a shot blocker. And yeah, he's been fine. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's not gonna keep up with Embiid and neither's Clint Capella so it's either way well hold on about that because that's why I think the series be, that that Hawks Sixers series would at least be interesting because I think Capella you know no one's gonna stop Joel Embiid do you, by the way do you know what Joel I looked this up this morning because I was, I was actually writing something for for odds checker um do you know what the Sixers on court net rating is um with Embiid on the court in this series. So how many points per hundred possessions yeah. are are the Sixers outscoring the, the Wizards by? I, and I'm, I'm going to go with 34. It's a little higher than that. It's almost 40. It's 39 and change. Now, great that we're talking about a three-game sample size here. But I still, mean, I was close as well. You, like, you were very – I'm shocked you were that close. I, I would not have um, – Seriously, though? Like, look, I understand from a Atlanta perspective, you've got the spacing, you've got the scoring. But I think that – the way the Sixers have been constructed, and why I personally think they're one of the biggest threats to Brooklyn in the East. We're we're going to get to long term East, East stuff, yeah. Is because of their length, their wingspans, the fact that they've got multiple long perimeter defenders that can that can contest three point shooting. And if you can do that against a team like Atlanta that rely predominantly on that high pick and roll three point pull up shooting, I think that. The Nets are actually really sorry. The Sixers are really well designed to limit Atlanta's um, best weapons. Whereas New York, it's not about that. New York just want to punch you in the mouth repeatedly until you succumb to their their muscle. Which is which is funny because like they have they have punched you know a little bit in this playoffs, but they haven't been able to. But the punching has been coming on defense, and it, I guess a little bit on offense here and there. How how do you feel about Reggie Bullock blowing into Trey Young's hair? Did he do that? 
Yeah, he done a Lance Stevenson. He was he was leaning I, over trading. I swear, I, I this is the first I'm hearing of this. I'm gonna send you the video. It Please was, send um, me the video. Very I, Lance Stevenson esque. When when you said Reggie Bullock's name, I I thought you were gonna say, how do you feel about the fact that Reggie Bullock has not been able to take advantage of Trey Young on defense? At which point, I was gonna uh, get a little of my feelings. Um, but that's the other thing. Again, looking forward, is the Knicks are are, you know, they've they've done wonders with what they have. They are not a team that is built necessarily to match up Hunt um, because they just don't have too many of those sorts of players. It's basically Randall and Rose, and that's it. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett, we love him, but he, he's not quite there yet. Um, the Sixers are going to be able to hunt um, Atlanta's subpar defenders um if it if it gets to that and they're i think they're gonna make it's gonna be frustrating for for me to watch as someone who roots for the Knicks. um but they're gonna be i not that they'll be able to like play trey young off the court but they're gonna be able to really make the hawks feel that and then on the other end you have a guy like matisse theibel who i just looked it up played um he played 18 minutes against the Wizards yesterday. Again, he's not out there for his offense. Obviously, he's maybe he's the best perimeter defender in the league, if if not Ben Simmons. So the fact that you have both of those guys and you have Joel Embiid to then cover up the pick and roll, I think for as much as like Atlanta might come out of this New York series looking very impressive, I also think that there's a chance that the Sixers, if they face the Hawks, could just it that could get ugly maybe like a maybe a 4-1 type of deal but i agree yeah. with you I, I bet you i bet you the knicks would if they got there i bet you the knicks stole a couple games just by yeah, i see it going hooker by crook six game i see the knicks being a six game series whereas i honestly truly believe there's uh, a viable outlook of a sweep against atlanta just which because- is so- it was just so funny because Atlanta's they could win the, against New York in five on, games. Yeah. On paper, they're the better team. Yeah, they but are. And you're yeah. talking matchups and the way yeah. things kind of go against each other. I do think that the Nets are very well designed to limit three point shooting teams. You, the Sixers, you mean? Yeah, I keep yeah. saying the Nets. I do apologize. Um, I think that's a that's a Freudian slip. I wonder why you keep doing that. There must be a reason. Maybe you... I genuinely... It's because I see the Nets as a predominant three-point shooting team, and I see the oh, okay. Sixers as their number one. Okay, that's fair. So you're, that's you're, you're already looking ahead. So this is a good... This is exceptional podcasting. Um, we are already looking ahead to Nets Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, which means I'm going to... I'll anger all of the, the dozens of Milwaukee Buck fans listening to this. You are, much like the Heat were, being dismissive, dismissive, well, my see, friend, no, this is the of thing. the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that the Bucks are just as well-suited to get into the conference finals, but I think that Brooklyn could beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series where I'd, I'm not so sure they could beat Philadelphia in that seven-game series. So right now, the Nets are still the favorites to... Um, and we're looking at odds have not been updated going into this past weekend, but they'll, you know, they're not going to change that much given, given the events of what has been transpiring because the four favorites um, are all looking pretty good. Although the, we still have to see the Nets and, and Lakers play on Sunday, um, but Nets um, essentially two to one Lakers three to one. And then you got the bucks um, a little bit worse than four to one. And then the Sixers are a little bit like about six to one. Um, and those are your those are your four big boys. We'll see what happens with the Clippers and the Mavs. Um, you know where, where that series goes. 
Um, that to me, you said you've really enjoyed the Knicks Hawks series. I, I've, I've, I think this Clippers Mavs series is great theater myself. Yeah, it's been fun, dude. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I find it, um, I find it fascinating how much the uh, the Clippers have struggled over the first couple of games. They've kind of figured it out in game three, pulled a game back. But that's the thing. They actually, like, after game two, Paul George was like, no, we're not worried. We're not concerned, this yeah. and that. And then they showed up in game three, and they actually... They were good. Know, they looked yeah. good. They looked like a team that was like, don't worry, we got this. We'll be fine. Yeah, we're just coasting at the moment. We haven't even hit top gear. But I just, I don't know whether or not... See, I mean, for me, like, this Clippers team, if they don't figure out a way to get to a finals this year or a conference finals. Well, that's, that's, yes. It's, it's, it's going to create, um, it's going to create shockwaves around the league once they start reconstructing that roster. Um, yeah. Um, well, 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 I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi's free agency obviously looms. Yeah. Um, and I think that they know that as well in the locker room, that if you want to keep Kawhi, I mean, the thing with Kawhi is Kawhi won a championship and still left Toronto. So obviously winning or not winning isn't going to be the deciding factor in keeping him, but winning sure going to help. Well, I mean, he's in LA, so I, that's where he wants to be. Um, I think that'll be a big factor. I want to throw a couple, couple um, finals matchup odds at you. So we just talked about the Sixers. You just talked about how much you like the Sixers um, against the Nets possibly because they can shut down the, the shooting. So Sixers Lakers, Sixers Lakers finals odds plus twelve hundred. So you're you're saying it's you're getting twelve to one odds on a Sixers Lakers finals matchup. So if you really do believe, you really believe, Adam Taylor, that the Sixers are the team to beat in the East and that they have a good chance of emerging. And then you think LeBron James and Anthony Davis are just gonna figure it out. Twelve to one, that's not bad. I think I, I honestly think that I'm a big subscriber in offense is going to win you a single game and defense is going to win you a championship. Wait, wait, and yeah, and I, I think that if you look at the defense and and by the who are the who are the top two defenses in the league this year, the Lakers, Lakers and Sixers. Sixers. Yep, yeah, I I genuinely believe that the defensive acumen of the players on that Sixers rotation is just far superior to anybody else in the East. Um, I think that the next team up to you is Milwaukee. So Milwaukee Lakers is plus fourteen hundred. I'll say this, you know, I mean, if you if you were a Nets doubter, you could just go Sixers Lakers and Bucks Lakers, and whichever one you're you're going to make money. Even Nets Lakers is plus five fifty. So you're talking five. I mean, you could really place three three bets in as long as the Lakers made it. I like through. how we're just like, yo, the Lakers are going. Well, but, to okay, so so then let's talk about that. Obviously, but so Chris. Chris Paul's injury has changed this, this that series. Um, we'll see. It's always in the playoffs as well, right? Chris Paul always. It's just his just luck is just ridiculously bad. I mean, yeah, but he's also he's a but he's a small guard. You know, he's a small guard, and like, who's the other? I mean, to me, he's the heir apparent to uh, Isaiah Thomas, and Isaiah Thomas, like on that uh, Pistons team, won two championships, but his what? What everybody figured was going to be, you know, one of the, I don't know, 20 or 25 greatest careers in NBA history was essentially cut short after a decade, more or less, because his his knee issues, Paul's issues have been other maladies and his career has gone longer. Different conversation for a different day. 
Um, but again, what we're recording this before the Lakers play the Suns on Sunday. I don't really think this matchup, this game matters. I think the Lakers are going to win the series. I think that looks pretty clear. Next up, they would get the winner of Nuggets Portland, which has been a very fun series. It's been scrappy. It's been scrappy, but like I again, it. I love scrappy basketball. That's the best type of basketball. I love, but at the same time, the Nuggets came out on Saturday and they're like very clearly played with the okay, we already got one in Portland, we're content. Like they did not defend like a team, they did not defend like a playoff team in that game. So, that, but again, that's another series, probably going to go seven games. Someone's going to win. Does it really matter who wins as far as facing the Lakers in the next round? Honestly, I don't think so. So you 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 pencil in the Lakers into the conference finals where they presumably would face either all due respect to the Memphis Grizzlies, either the Jazz, the Clippers, or um, the Mavericks. Do you really think the Mavs are going to beat the Lakers? No. I don't think no. I don't think the Clippers beat the Lakers either. Well, I was going to save them for that. Well, well, who do you think has a better chance of beating the Lakers, the Jazz or the or the Clippers? That's a good question. I so you've okay. got to say the Clippers just because of the star power that they've got, but the Jazz are such a well-oiled machine. So the Jazz fi- odds to win again, win the finals eight to one. You could, uh, which means you could probably get them to make it to the finals at you know something, you know, more or less, more or less double that. Um, jazz, yeah, but you could. I mean, man, you get some really decent odds. Fourteen to one for the Clippers to win it all. Nah, I don't. That's not. You know what? The time. You know when the time to get on the Clippers would have been? It would have been before Game Three. You probably could have gotten some really nice. In any case, I don't. I'm. I all due respect to all due respect to Utah. Um, I just. Do you see them making the? Do you see them beating the Lakers? I just don't see it. No, I don't see it. I don't. Honestly, I just think that the Lakers are. They've built with size and they've built with defense in mind, and they're just too yeah. capable. They've they've got the spacing on offense, but their defense has always been the first port of call for them. And I said it on the last episode, the, the first one we did, um, you know, because we're on episode two. Congratulations to me and you. We made it. <laughs> we made it. They brought us back for another episode. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that you finished the season with the number one defensive record in the league when your two star players missed a very large portion between them. And that to me mm. tells you how much defensive depth they have. And I just think that they I don't see how Rudy Gobert changes too much for the way he'll just get bodied. He, yeah. He's a, yeah. I trust Anthony Davis against yeah. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, in short. I trust, so, I trust um, Andre Drummond to make Rudy Gobert feel his presence on the post too. To I don't, be fair, I, don't tr- I, I, you, you, you lost me at I trust Andre Drummond. I, I don't trust him to do well. I just trust him to <laughs> make sure Rudy Gobert knows he's there. Um, a big difference. The, I'm, I, I, again, regardless of whether they go down three one or they tie it up two two, I, I, I can't completely quit the Clippers. Um. Although, based on what we've seen now from them for a sample size of really two years with this core, um, it's not. I, I, I don't know how you how you could pick. I, so so let's so Lakers. If you think LeBron's got a repeat in him, which again he's already done this once in his career, he he repeated with the Heat. 
Lakers over Sixers. Plus 2,500. You get 25 to 1 odds. You could still get, I believe, I'm pretty sure, on Lakers over the Sixers in the finals. Who do you think is coming out of the East? Because we've, we've gone with who I think is coming out of the East. You know, it's interesting because I I picked – so I picked Lakers over uh, – or I think – did I pick Lakers over Nets? Yeah, I think I picked Lakers over – I picked Lakers Nets to appear in the finals before the season started. I picked Lakers versus Nets before the playoffs started. And, it, again, it's not like the Nets have played badly at all. I just – I don't know. I I'm I'm a little skeptical. I'm and it here's the thing. I think seeing Milwaukee run roughshod over Miami in the way oh, that, that they is, were Yeah, that is, that was callous, dude. In the way that they were, that is a team playing with all sorts of confidence right now. And I they're not the defensive team that the Sixers are obviously. And they also got a tough injury, by the way. We should mention Dante DiVincenzo is going to be out now for the rest of the playoffs. He was their other starting player after the big three in Brook Lopez. That said, they do still have your boy, Brent Forbes. Um, Who I told everybody was going to be solid at the start of the year. You've been on the Brent Forbes bandwagon. (laughs) I was telling everybody, nobody listened to me, dude. Nobody listened. The guy doesn't miss. Um... So I'm I'm actually curious what they what they um what they'll do moving forward. Actually, I should should know this obviously. Again, exceptional podcasting. Um, who they started in place of DiVincenzo, um, uh, in their in their last game. I'll look that up right now. Um, but what I was gonna say is I I just a team playing with that much confidence and that can throw Drew Holiday on you know one of um, the Nets two guards, whether it's Irving or or Harden, and look, you're you're not gonna shut James Harden down. I get that. Um, so I'm actually curious if if it is indeed that matchup, which it certainly looks like it's going to be. They started Connaughton. They started Connaughton. Okay, so Connaughton, better defensive player, makes some sense. Keep keep Forbes scoring off the bench. You don't really need his scoring, um, in the starting lineup. Um. You know, as much as Connaughton's, but not a great defender, but he's you know, a good defender. So that's interesting. So because then, but then you get Middleton matched up on the other guard. I would, I would, assume, I would presume Middleton would take Harden, and then stick Giannis on Duran and say, "Look, man, you, 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 you were the defensive player of the year last year in the NBA. Go, go earn it, and then the, and trust that Milwaukee could score enough on the other end, which is why I kind of like the matchup because, again. The Nets have not shown the ability to stop, you know, a a, a brisk wind um, yeah. yet this when it really matters. And they you lost twice Boston to Milwaukee done. at the end of the year. What did you say, Boston? So Boston, uh, in my opinion, this series between Boston and Brooklyn is split 1.5 each because Boston won the first half of game one, lost the second <laughs> half, lost all the game two, and then won game three. They should no, rejigger the rules. They should no, rejigger the rules. Like, and uh, there's a method to my madness of explaining it like this. What Boston have done in that 1.5 games is they limited Joe Harris. And when they've removed Joe Harris from that equation, when now you're forcing them to have to beat you with the Kyrie, Harden, KD pick and rolls that they've run between the three of them, and you're forcing the shots to become more difficult. Which is great. I mean, but it's hard. But once these guys get hot, 
it's very, very tough. But if you've got Drew Holiday and Giannis in place of Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum, and you're doing the exact same method, methodology, methodology, yep, you know the word. Yeah. Um, I think that you've actually got a very consistent success blueprint there. I think that Giannis can limit KD's effectiveness offensively more as much as you can. He can contain KD better. Giannis has. I would argue, make sure before I say this out loud, because I can't take it back once I say, I would argue that in terms of, I'm not saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the bar none, like the best defender against Durant in the league, but I think he has the highest ceiling of any player in the league in terms of limiting Durant because of, of just, you know, his physical makeup. I'm not sure if there's a guy that I would trust more specifically against Durant to slow Durant down than Giannis. And Drew, I th- I, th- I think Drew Holiday is the best per- perimeter defender, in, but the best guard defender in the league. And I don't even think that's a ceiling issue. I just think he's the flat out best. I think yeah, Giannis, there's un- unequivocally the best. Like that's one of the reasons why it was such a big acquisition from. It's, I mean, look, they they. They look, Milwaukee's not stupid. They knew the Harden, as did everybody in the league who had a brain. They knew Harden was gonna wind up, you know, in, in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. So I think that that has to do with you know why they made that trade. Um, they're ready for the series. They're, they're so put. I'm not saying Milwaukee, but well, actually, hold on. There's two sides to this. You could say okay, Milwaukee either beats Brooklyn outright. Milwaukee makes goes pushes it to seven and loses but Brooklyn is beat up from that series and they come out you know and they're and they're and the Sixers meanwhile are coming off maybe a four or five game romp um and they're the more rested team they're they're more physically ready or you could say Brooklyn's looking we'll look at this as like these are our finals right now and if we get past it we know we could beat anyone and they're further yeah. uh, emboldened against the Sixers so three three possible Choices there, two bad for Brooklyn, one good for Brooklyn. So you're asking me, like, this is a very obviously long-winded way of, of answering your question <laughs> about, like, who who do I like? Yeah, Yes, I have liked Brooklyn all along, and now I'm like, eh. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into the Bucs. I just – but to so then you're talking about, okay, so the Bucs need to beat the Nets and then the Sixers and then whoever comes – but if uh, – the Sixers have the easier route, is all I'm saying. Yeah, but is that a, is that a gift or a curse? It can be both. Exactly. It That's can my, be both. Exactly. What I will say is a big thing for me is the fact that there's no continuity in Brooklyn at the moment. They That's... haven't got the game time together. Um, we haven't seen them be t- as a unit, as a as a big free and a rotational core. We haven't seen them much through the regular season, so we haven't seen them have to fight over that adversity. And I think Milwaukee could really test them their. Um, their like locker room spirit and really test how well they can play together once once you yeah. need those ISOs. Yeah, I I yeah, no. Um man, I'm just I'm thinking of if you it's you know, the East is tough this year, man. And it's I'm just looking, it's glorious. It's you no, know, it's great, it's great. I'm just looking at the, the some of the long term odds here. Um and there's some interest like you could get 
the the Bucks to lose in the finals. You get plus six hundred, six to one. That's interesting. You know, there's a lot of good prop bets out there. And if you if you like any of these, um, uh, like any of these, go to obviously Odds Checker for for all your wagering purposes. But um, it's a good time to get in on this stuff because there's still it's still early enough, and there's still enough uncertainty where you're you're the the value is out there. Um, I don't know. I kind of like some of these Lakers, uh, Lakers Bucks, Lakers Lakers Sixers. Some of these machinations. All right, so we're talking. So fast forward, we'll, we'll end here. Fast forward to next week when we record this. I don't know if we're going to record it on Sunday again, but whatever. We'll record again in, in about a week. Um, what is one? What is one storyline you think will emerge over the next week? Either like Team X is like the team to beat all of a sudden, or or it's like the clear team to beat, or like you know, so-and-so, such such and such team is doomed, or I don't know, maybe you think we're looking at like a big game seven somewhere that we're not expecting right now. I'm, I'm, what so do you, I think... Yeah, what, do you, what think, are we leading the show with next week? Yeah, I mean, I think the number one narrative at the moment is what's riding for Portland beyond this playoff series and what, That's interesting. Winning, what losing actually means for this roster as a, as a whole. Like I was listening to Kendrick Perkins on All the Smoke earlier this week. Oh, Big Kendrick. Good good old Kendrick. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, you know, I've spoke with Perk, but he's a nice guy. I understand his takes can be of the very spicy variety. I like, I like um, Perk. Perk's good, man. But in terms of All the Smoke, I like that show because they keep it like they're quite they're upfront with their takes. What I did like was the fact that they said something to me that I've kind of heard whispered around people that I speak with. Um, that if Portland don't win this series, if they don't make it to a finals this year, then it's most likely that they start making some fundamental changes to that roster. And I think, I think that's a big narrative now. I think that, to me, means they're going to be playing to stay together, especially guys like Damon CJ that are like eight years deep playing alongside each other. Portland have waited out CJ's injuries early in that roster construction to see where sure. they... And I think that now these guys will start forcing some tough games. So I think there's going to be um, a real scrappy series against um, Denver. I think Denver most likely will win. And then I think that the biggest series will be, and I don't want that because I want to see Carmelo Anthony go to a finals. Um, I'm more yeah, Knicks I'm not sure you're going to get that wish, buddy. <laughs> I know. Not I this know. season, at least. Not, but I do think that that's going to be one of the biggest narratives is what happens to this Portland team if they don't get past this second, the first or second round? Oh, well, no, I think it has, if, if they get to, listen, if they get to the next round and they lose to, um, who would it be? They would, they lose to the Lakers. Like whatever. It, it is what it is. I, I'm going to go a little bit more. I'm going to expand that a little bit. I'm going to go more like, you know, where is, where is def, wh what city are, are we at? You know, Def. What's the what's the worst Defcon? Defcon five or Defcon one? I forget if it goes up or down. I think it's Defcon one is the worst. Defcon one, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. going to be Brooklyn once Boston falls to Game Seven. No, but seriously, like, no, I'm but being serious. So, I was no, being, I, listen I'm again. We're recording this before Game Four, Brooklyn, Boston. Crazy, crazier shit has happened. Um, all it takes is one one tweaked ankle. So that's my biggest question: is where, where is the where is the Defcon? One is it in Brooklyn? Um, I don't probably. I would guess not. Um, is it is it with the in Los Angeles with yes. the Clippers? 
Um, that's probably the most likely. Um, I, you know, does Memphis mess around and uh, you know win a game on on Monday uh, to to tie that series at two two? And then where does that leave Utah, who obviously had had championship has championship aspirations? Um, yeah, Portland's another one. Like there is going to be a DefCon one. Situation. On both conferences, there's going to be one on both, I think. And I think if I'm going to put, hot, not a hot take, but if I'm going to do one of my Adam says things that probably won't come true moments, um, I'm going to go with Brooklyn are going to be at DEFCON 1 and so wow. are Utah. Wow. Okay. I, I think don't think it's going to be Grizzlies. Will really put some pressure on. I um, I think the Jazz are gonna. I think the Jazz are gonna win this series in five. Um, I've got it in six or seven. I've got it in seven. You want to end? Let's end. Let's do this. Let's end. Let's end with some some shorter term uh, predictions. So let's go series by series. Um, Nick, uh, Knicks Hawks. Where where? What do you think is going to end? Who's going to win? I think Knicks Hawks is going to go to seven, and I've got the. <sighs> I've got the Knicks. I'll, I will also uh, go with Knicks in seven. Uh, Sixers, uh, Wizards. You think that ends in uh, in ends four in games? Game. Yeah, ends next in... game. Okay, I, I agree. What are the odds on that for that to happen? Oh, I mean, the Sixers are favored in that. Excuse me, the Sixers are favored in that game. I think by seven and a half. Um, it's under. It's under double digits. The spread. Um, uh, Clippers. Clippers. Mavs. I've got that going to seven as well. And I think the Clippers just squeak it. And I mean squeak it. It's going to be a buzzer beater or an overtime in game seven. You disagree? I know you're a... I know you're no, a I, no I, I... I also think it will go seven. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll go Clippers in seven as well. Um, I'm going to go Jazz in five over the Grizzlies. You got yeah, that I've going. Got, I've got going seven. You Really? If that yeah. goes seven, that would be astounding if that goes seven. I've got that um, going seven. Just because I really think John Morant's going to announce himself on this stage. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he already has kind of announced himself. Um, Brooklyn. Okay, we got Brooklyn Boston. This is the this is a big one. What are you Are you putting your money where your mouth is? <laughs> I've got Brooklyn in six. I was, I you know, part of you wants to say Brooklyn in six. Uh, it's just basically just, are they going to win? Who's going to win this game on Sunday? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, I'll to be contrarian. I'll go Brooklyn in five. Um, in five, gen- uh, Okay, it's a gentleman sweep. Uh, Denver, uh, Denver, Portland. I'm going to go Denver in seven. I'm going to go Portland in... No, I'm going to go Denver in 7-2. Okay, and then Lakers, uh, Suns... Oh, God, this, I'm going to feel bad with this. Uh, I'll go Lakers 6. I'll go Lakers 6. That's nice. I'm going <laughs> to... That, was... <laughs> that was quite... Uh... <laughs> I was like, I hey, listen. That's nice. It is uh, nice. It is nice. Okay. I'm going to go Lakers in 5. I don't okay. think I don't think the Suns win again. That was my initial inclination, but okay. Um, this nice. <laughs> it was nice. This is this is fun as always. Um, don't forget, um, uh, you could find us uh, both on uh, on Twitter. I'm at uh, at JC Macri NBA, and uh, Adam Taylor is at 
Adam Taylor NBA. I you remember? I, I well uh, after our conversation last week, I remember. Um, <laughs> don't forget, uh, check out. Um, you could uh, I I write for Odds Checker all, uh, almost every day, so you could check out my pieces, uh, which are covering you know my picks for each game um, on the site. And, and if you don't uh, win off Macri's um, predictions, tag both of us so I can see you berating him just for just for fun. Feel free to berate, you berate me all you want. All right. Um, and on that note, we will see everybody with another episode uh, next week. Peace out.